But that is the extent of their understanding. And today I want to go deeper into that and hopefully give you, with the help of the Holy Spirit, a greater understanding of who Jesus is. Amen? You know, there, there are many in the body of Christ that allow their experiences, uh, their experiences in life to dictate their knowledge about who God is. Are you following me? Now, what do I mean by that? How about an individual that had a terrible relationship with their father? Some of you here had that experience. Some of you watching online had that experience. Or maybe you didn't have a father at all. And experiences like that, can they shape people's opinion of who God is. Are you hearing me, somebody? I mean, that person is a Christian now, but they have a wall up in their walk with God. They don't trust God. They don't trust that God has their best interest in store in this life. Are you hearing me? After all, how can they be so vulnerable to their heavenly father if their earthly father treated them so terribly? Or quite often another one is uh, after ministering to individuals a lot, uh, individuals who were adopted deal with major rejection issues in life. And many of them, when they become a Christian, they have that wall up because they say, well, you know, if my natural parents didn't want me, why would God want me? What good is there with me that God would even want a relationship with me? Come on, we're going to the heart of the matter this morning, somebody. Now, this is an epidemic in the church as a whole today. Sure. Much of the time that Elizabeth and I spend with individuals in deliverance ministry is dealing with emotions, healing the emotions. I, to be honest about it, casting demons out of an individual is the easy part. But it's, it, it's trying to come against these strongholds in the thought life of the individual. The lies that they have held on to in life. Are you hearing me? We need to replace the lies with the truth of God's word. Now Jesus said in John 8.32 that knowing the truth will make you free. And he's talking about the truth of God's word becoming alive in you. A reality in you. You taking hold of the Word of God for yourself. How many of you found that out sometimes when you're ministering to someone? Man, it's so easy to throw a scripture out and the love of God flows through you to them. But man, when it comes to you, forget it. There's no grace for yourself. You hate yourself. Are you hearing me? Now, Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. We can count on Him. And our life as a Christian hinges on our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing Him personally. And if that's out of order right now in your life, you really don't know who He is. You know what He has accomplished. You know He's the Son of God. Yes, but if you really don't know Him... It's going to alter your whole walk as a Christian on this earth right now. And the more knowledge that you have from the Word of God about our Savior, Jesus Christ, the closer your walk will be with Him. So this is so important. 
And the more you get to know Jesus from the written word of God, the stronger your faith will be to rely, trust, and lean on him. I mean, you know, how can you trust him for healing if you don't know it's his will for you to be in health and to prosper? Third John 2. How can you trust him to supply your daily needs if you don't know that he cares about every little minute detail in your life? See, I said it before, I want to say it again, that faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And you need to know the character. You need to know the integrity of our God. And his love for you. Romans, Romans 10.17 says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Hearing truths in the word over and over again will build and strengthen your faith. In fact, the word of God, spiritually speaking, it's only the word of God that can create faith in your heart. There is no other thing. My opinion, your opinion, it doesn't matter a hill of beans. It might make you feel good. But if you don't have scripture to back the beliefs up, you're out. Are you hearing me? And sooner or later it will crumble. That's why the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. The word of God is so important. You can't have a close walk with the Lord Jesus Christ without you loving the word of God. Jesus is the word of God according to John 1.1. Amen. Amen. And when you're facing a trial in life, It is comforting and faith-building to hear scriptures that deal with that situation and that promise God's provision in your life. Now, this is cool. The neat thing about getting to know Jesus, the neat thing about this study is that there is perfect unity in the Godhead. Perfect unity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If Jesus possesses a trait, guess what? The other two members possess it also. So this is good, getting to know Jesus. Because as you get to know Jesus, you'll know the character of our Father. You'll know the character of the Holy Ghost, the third person of the Trinity, by the way, who is the only one on planet Earth right now out of the Godhead. God the Father and Jesus are up in heaven. And the Holy Ghost is the only one. So we need the Holy Ghost, amen? In the Gospels, Jesus said something amazing. I love this. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Well, how do we apply that now? Jesus, you're up in heaven. How do we see you? Through the eyes of faith. And the only way that the eyes of faith can be opened is by feeding on the Bible, the Word of God, getting to know Him in the Bible. And when you do that, guess who shows up on the scene to give you more illumination and revelation? The Holy Spirit. Go figure. Jesus also said that before He he, uh, got rocketed up into heaven, Jesus said He was going to send another comforter. The Holy Spirit. Now, I want to point something out to you that rocked my world when I learned this. I mean, it's just, 
You know, it's one of those things when you see it in the Greek, the, the original language and, and the meaning. It's amazing. The Greek word translated another in that verse means another of the same kind. In other words, there's two different Greek words for the word another. One Greek word means another of the same kind. Then the other Greek word means another of a different kind. Are you following me? In other words, Jesus was saying this. The same spirit that anointed, comforted, and motivated me will anoint, comfort, and motivate you, my followers. Isn't that good to know? Think about it, people. We got a piece of heaven on the inside of us. And when you're reading the word of God, when you're reading the gospels, oh, hallelujah. When Jesus went around ministering, it's the same Holy Spirit in you. It's the same Holy Spirit, if you receive the Holy Spirit baptism, who is upon you. That you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon. The double, the double dip, we'll call it. You get saved, you get born again, the Holy Ghost comes in your spirit, recreates your spirit. Man, that's called born again experience. Then the baptism in the Holy Spirit, He comes upon you. He immerses you. He dunks you in his presence. So what was Jesus like when he walked on this earth? What's he like now? Let's get into some scriptures here. Go to John 11. John 11, and I want to look at verses 33 through 35. Now, there's so many points I could bring up. Obviously, I can't bring them all up here. Uh, today, but I believe these are ones that the Lord wanted me to bring out that some of you here and you watching online need to hear today. John eleven thirty three through 35. If you're there, say amen. amen. All right. Sounds like a majority to me. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled talking about when Lazarus died. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. I got to tell you right now that Jesus connects with our human emotions. He is compassionate. Now, there's some kind of a nasty rumor that goes, that are going, that's going around in some circles in the Christian life that God is emotionless. That he doesn't care. He doesn't know what you're going through. But I'll tell you right now, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Jesus connects with our human emotions. The Bible is full of references of God being happy, laughing, saddened, angry, compassionate, weeping. In this account, Jesus knew, listen, this is the the amazing part. Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. So why was he weeping? Think about this, guys. Why was he weeping? The fullness of the power of God was upon him to minister. But yet it said Jesus wept. He had a burden for the people that were being affected by the death of Lazarus. Think about that. It burdened Jesus to see others in emotional pain. And it is no different today. 
Are you sad? Are you troubled? Are you burdened by something right now? Jesus can relate with how you feel right now. And the same Holy Spirit that comforted and strengthened him is ready and willing to do the same for you today. Amen? Go to Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4, and I want to look at verses 14 through 16. What did we wear you guys all out in the beginning part of the service? Huh? We're just getting warmed up. My, my, my. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. says, seeing then that we have a great high priest, talking about Jesus Christ, who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. Underline that. Who cannot sympathize? He can't help but sympathize with what you're going through today. With our weaknesses. But was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Why? How can we come boldly to Jesus in our time of need? Because he knows how you feel. Are you hearing me? And not only that, it goes beyond that. He has what you need to make it through. Now that's shouting material. Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus, now this might be a revelation for some listening and watching and, and here. Jesus did not and does not like seeing people in bondage. Or with a lack of needful things. He doesn't like seeing you with cancer. He doesn't like seeing you in any kind of bondage. Why? Because it was never intended to be like that in the beginning. And his original intent is still his intent today. The only thing is now, we got to go through the door of Jesus Christ to get back to the Garden of Eden. Jesus even fed the multitudes when they lacked food out on some hill. He was concerned about the physical needs too. And Jesus is burdened by any believer that is not living the abundant life that is available through him. Go to Matthew 9. Getting to know Jesus. We need to get to know the Jesus of the Bible. Do you know the Bible actually says that you, it's possible for you to make or believe in another Jesus. Another, meaning another one, not like the Jesus of the Bible. Not like the true and living God. Are you hearing me? And that's called the doctrine of demons, by the way. Alright, anything that's not in line with the Word of God is a doctrine of demons. Alright, Matthew nine thirty-five through 38. It says this, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. 
But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore pray, the Lord of the harvest, send you laborers into his harvest. Jesus is also burdened when there are not enough laborers to carry on with his work on this earth. Okay, let me say it again. Um, hmm. How can I refer? Okay, uh, let me say it again. Uh, Jesus is burdened when there are not enough labors to carry on with his work. The advancement of the kingdom of God. The preaching of the kingdom. The advancement of laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. Casting out demons. Are you hearing me? That is why when he was on this earth, he, he sent out, he commissioned, he sent the twelve. He sent the 70, and now he says, he sends the whole church and says, you be my hands and feet. And not only that, but guess what? You have my authority to go do it. All of heaven is backing you and I up when we're doing the work of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, here's something someone might need to hear. What's Jesus like? Getting to know Jesus. Jesus took time to get away. And he encourages us to get away from the busyness of our schedule. And guess what? Relax. Go to Mark 6. I want to show you something here. Mark 6. thirty through 32 I want to look at here. Ah, this might be a surprise to some people. Well, doesn't Jesus, he just wants us to constantly be going until we just run ourselves in the ground, right? No, 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 no. Listen. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. So they just come back from some kind of a mission here, obviously. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to, to a deserted place and rest a while. For there are, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. You know, we all need to step back sometimes from what we're, we are doing and just relax and get refreshed. Are you hearing me, you workaholics? Hello, somebody. Listen, don't feel guilty about taking days off don't feel guilty about taking vacations guess what your work will be waiting for you when you get back guess what i can promise you that amen yes and here's another revelation for you jesus is not opposed to you having fun and enjoying life on this earth he's not opposed to it but listen, just make sure it does not include sin. Right, right. There's the disclaimer right there. Just make sure it doesn't include sin. The Word of God describes the joy, of a, Christ, the joy a Christian should have as everlasting joy, great joy. 
We should be full of joy. Are you hearing me? We should have abundant joy. And the Bible also describes it as unspeakable joy. Unspeakable joy. And I'll tell you right now, if you get full of the Holy Ghost, you will begin to experience that joy. And if you're not experiencing it now, your Holy Ghost tank is a little empty right now. Are you hearing me? You need to put Ephesians chapter 5 into action, all right? All right. Jesus encouraged his followers not to worry, but to stay in faith. All right? Here's something right here. Ready for this? Jesus was a word of faith preacher. We're in good company today. Jesus was a word of faith preacher. Romans 10.8 says, The word of faith is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach. Jesus preached, he taught, he lived, he breathed faith. And he expects us to do the same thing. Amen? The word of faith, that, that, that phrase there, if you noticed in the scripture, the word of faith is simply referring to the word of God. The word of God is referred to as the word of faith. People, I'm telling you, I, I can't believe the attitudes that some people have when you throw out the phrase word of faith. Oh, word of faith. Oh, your word of faith? Well, you better believe it, doggone it, I'm word of faith. I'm going to believe the word. Amen. You bet I'm word of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus preached the word of God. And I know I talked about this recently, but you know, it bears repeating. You need to understand how important faith is to God. He requires it of his people. I say it all the time. God is not a respecter of persons. He don't care how much money you have. He don't care how big your house is. He doesn't care about that. He's not a respecter of persons. But he is a respecter of faith. He is a respecter of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He delights, he takes pleasure in his people, fully trusting in his word and in his power. Listen, the only, because the only way to partake of the blessings of the new covenant is through faith. From start to finish, you can't even get saved without faith in Christ. You're saved by faith. Are you hearing me? It begins with faith, and then it says you walk by faith, and then we get the finished position, uh, possession of our faith. It, it, it all stems from faith. Say faith. faith. We overcome the world by faith. Jesus talked a lot about faith. And he did a lot of rebuking of individuals for having unbelief. Did he not? Yeah. Of course he did. Now remember I told you, was it last week, where I said there's a difference between ignorance and unbelief. There's ignorance, which means you just have a lack of knowledge, a lack of knowing what God requires, what the Word says. But then there's unbelief, which means you've seen it in the Word, but you choose to reject it. Are you hearing me? All right. 
In Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus tells us to have faith in God or the God kind of faith. All right. In Mark four forty, he rebuked his disciples by saying, "How is it that you have no faith?" In John eleven forty, Jesus said to Martha, "Did I not say that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God?" How many in here want to see the glory of God? Then you got to have faith. You got to have faith. Jesus knew that it was of the utmost importance for his followers to have faith so that God's glory and power would be manifested on this earth. In fact, Jesus gave people opportunities to exercise their faith. Did you know that? Jesus, in his earthly ministry, he gave people opportunities to exercise their faith. Go to Matthew 9, 27. I want to show you something here. It was really important. It was so important. Jesus said, hey, I got I to gotta ask you a question or, or have you do something that will manifest your faith. All right? Matthew 9, 27 through 30. And it says this, When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came into him. And Jesus said to them, underline this phrase, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Jesus was giving them an opportunity to exercise and verbalize their faith. They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes. Say then. then. Jesus had to hear something first. He had to hear faith. Then he did something. Then he touched their eyes saying, according, oh, this is interesting. According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Well, obviously they had faith because Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Their eyes opened. Well, their faith was at that he, in that healing. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. All right. So that's important. Do you believe that I'm able to do, do this? And Jesus is asking us, right. whatever that situation you're going through, financial, physical, what is it? You name it. Jesus is asking us this question. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to pull you out of this pit? Amen? Now, getting to know Jesus. Jesus got very grieved and angry when people cared more about religious, dead traditions of men more than the welfare of others. And I'm convinced of this, that Jesus would not be welcomed in every church if he was on this earth today. I'm just convinced of that. Jesus would not be welcomed in every church if he was on this earth today. Well, they're like, well, you know, uh, of course, if Jesus was on this earth, we'd let him into the church. Well, no, you're grieving the Holy Ghost. And if you're grieving the Holy Ghost, you're grieving Jesus. Because Jesus would do everything the Holy Ghost would do. Because Jesus was moved and anointed with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, so you see a, a church that's, that's quenching the Spirit of God. 
not allowing him to, to move, uh, accepting, supporting abortion, Planned Parenthood, homosexuality. Don't tell me that they would let Jesus into their church. Are you hearing me, somebody? It's tight, but it's right. Jesus would just mess up too many sacred cows. Too many traditions that, that too many people hold on to. They would say he's too radical. We need to be radical. Are you hearing me? John 9. Go there with me. I'm getting close to finishing here. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I want the power of God in my life. I want the power of God in your life. I want the power of God in this ministry. Are you hearing me? John 9, 13 through 16. They brought him who was formerly blind to the Pharisees. Jesus healed a blind man here. Now it was a Sabbath. It was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes, the blind man's eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see, the blind man said. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. The Pharisees were saying about Jesus, this man is not of God. You idiots, he is God. They said, the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. Mm -mm. The Pharisees didn't care that a man was blind all of his life and healed. They didn't care one bit that a blind man was healed. They were motivated by their religious traditions more than a personal relationship with God and the welfare of others. They were hardened by tradition. Now, now, this shows me. I mean, that people, that spiritual blindness. I mean, my goodness. God in the flesh was standing right before them. And they're saying he's not from God and he's a sinner. How blasphemous is that? Are you hearing me? Go to Luke 13. This goes to show people that, pe that people, and yes, even some Christians, can misunderstand and not know who God really is. Are you hearing me? Luke 13. That's why we got to be so careful. We, we got to plant ourselves in the Word of God. All right. Luke 13, 10 through 17. Now he, Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit or a demon of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Uh, one little key point there, some sickness and diseases are in fact demonic. All right, They all stem from sin in the enemy from the beginning, the fall of man. But some things won't be healed until a demon is casted out. 
Some things. Are you hearing me? But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered and said, Hypocrite! Say hypocrite. Hypocrite. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath... Loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away and water it. These Pharisees cared more about animals than humans. Oh, help us, Jesus. Peter, take note. <laughs> no, tell me we got some. I'm just joking. No, I'm, what I'm talking about is when people raise animals above humans. Now, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, we treat our animals right. We got to care for them. Amen. But don't, don't, don't try to save the whales and abort a human life. Are you hearing me, somebody? Amen. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. I like that. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. How can I tie this into our generation right now? Christians that are more loyal to a denomination more than to the written word of God. Or I wasn't raised to believe that way. You know what I say to that? Grow up and study the word of God for yourself. Cut off that spiritual umbilical cord. Are you hearing me? Now, Jesus encouraged us to go, to go right to the heart of the matter. Did you, when you read the Gospels, do you never notice that? That Jesus goes right to the heart of the matter. He, there's no tiptoeing. He doesn't sugarcoat the truth. He didn't water down the message so that he would have a bigger following. Amen? And I just love that about Jesus. I love that about Jesus. That is just a straight deal. There was no tiptoeing around the issues that people were facing in their life. He knew, listen, Jesus knew that the human nature likes to mask the truth. Are you hearing me? Did you know that? The human nature likes to mask the truth and it likes to belittle sin. Amen? But Jesus met a woman... At a well one day. This lady was asking Jesus for living water. But Jesus knew for her to to be able to partake of the fullness. She had to deal with the sin, issues, and bondage in her life. He knew that this lady was just going to continue to go in circles her whole life. If her issues, if her sin wasn't exposed and dealt with properly. Amen? I mean, this woman at the well had serious emotional issues that have been masked over for many years. She tried to find happiness in men, happiness in sex, all these things, all these worldly things. Are you hearing me? And Jesus comes along 
And he just gives her the straight deal. He said, go get your husband. She said, well, I don't have a husband. He goes, well, you said right, you have five. You had five. And you're living with, you're shacking up with someone right now. Are you hearing me, somebody? He just went right to the heart of the matter. And when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, when he's ministering to you, the Holy Ghost will ask you direct questions. And his goal is to help you to become partakers of the fullness of everything that God has for you. Are you hearing me? So the Lord is asking a question to us and those watching, listening around the world right now. Will you be made whole? Are, are, you, are we going to deal with the issues in our life that are holding us back from Him? From getting to know Him more? Amen? Jesus spoke the truth in love. He spoke about the narrow road which leads to life. And He talked about the wide road that leads to hell and destruction. Did He not? So you can go ahead and tell the liberals and atheists when they call you narrow-minded. You say, yeah, I am narrow-minded. I'm staying on the narrow road which leads to life. Yes, sir. Are you hearing me? See, it's a level playing field in the body of Christ. Your money, your popularity does not gain you any favor in the kingdom of God. As Christians, we are all expected to humble ourselves with childlike faith. Are you hearing me? And when we do that, when we humble ourselves, I guarantee you, you get into the Word, you humble yourself and say, Lord, reveal more of yourself to me. I guarantee you the Holy Ghost will show up on the scene. And your level of intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ and your walk with Him will just get so much deeper It'll revolutionize your walk. Amen? That's all I wanted to share with you today. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Jesus. Now maybe there's someone in this place, someone watching on the internet right now, listening on the radio. You've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't wait, because you might not have a tomorrow. The moment you take your last breath, it's done. It's done. Game over. Your eternity has been sealed. So if you're here in this place, never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to come forward. I want to I have the privilege of praying with you to make Him Lord of your life. Now maybe there's someone... You thought you were a Christian, but you're realizing, you know what, Pastor James? I'm kind of like the Pharisees that you're talking about today. I've cared more about self. I cared more about dead tradition. But today, I I, I truly want to make the Lord of my life. I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. If that's you, I want you to come forward. Maybe you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, which I was talking about earlier. If you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, just come up. I I want to pray with you to receive the awesome, awesome experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is not Pentecostal, it's not charismatic, but it's Bible. It's Bible. Maybe you need a physical healing in your body. 
in your emotions. Now, maybe there's someone watching online here in this place. You heard my comments about abortion, and maybe you had one in the past. I'll tell you right now, Jesus can set you free from that emotional pain. Amen? There is forgiveness, and it's found in the Lord Jesus Christ, where you don't have to live in condemnation. Amen? So, Lord, right now I pray for every person, every woman that has had an abortion, every man that consented for an abortion. Lord, I pray your healing anointing would flow upon them right now. Holy Spirit, touch them. Touch that part of their heart in the name of Jesus right now. And every person watching who needs a physical healing right now, I just loose the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ through your body right now. I command that cancer. If my cousin Gabby is watching over there in New Jersey, right now I command every cancer cell to die and dissolve in the name of Jesus. And I command in the name of Jesus, not in my name, but in the name of Jesus and the authority of the Word of God for healing to come into Gabby's body, healing to come into every person's body who has a sickness or disease. And we command that thing to go. And healing come. Be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Hallelujah. Worship the Lord as the music plays. Chris, turn that song up if you could. It's time for healing, time to move on It's time to fix what's been broken too long Time to make right what has been wrong It's time to find my way to where I belong There's a way that's Music up because these words are powerful. I love this song. Lisa from Kentucky, she wants us to continue to pray for her mother Penny, um, who had had cancer. Amen. And uh, she said the prayers are working. We've been praying with her. So, in the name of Jesus, we loose the healing anointing through Penny right now. God complete, Lord. 
finished that work in her physical body. In the name of Jesus, the provisions there. God, we send your healing anointing through Penny. Penny, be healed. We loose life on you in the name of Jesus. Life through you. Every organ be cleansed. Blood be, be cleansed right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Yes. We prayed for Gabby also. Praise God. We pray for Allison right now. Allison. She, she's a woman, but she wants to be a guy. So, Lord, we just pray you send laborers to Allison right now. Lord, who will minister your word to her, to her, to her, for who you called her, who you meant her to be. We call for her destiny. Lord, send laborers. Laborers to her right now who will speak your word to her and that your love would arrest her Lord The Holy Ghost would prick her Lord that your Holy Spirit would open her eyes The blinders would come off in the name of Jesus and she would be healed body soul and spirit And on fire for Jesus Christ Hallelujah Yes, and we pray for uh, Laura's uh, uncle John He fell out of a tree and broke his hip Ribs punctured a lung, knocked out all of his teeth. Uh, liver, too, I believe, was affected. So, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we send the healing anointing to Laura's uncle in the name of Jesus Christ. John, I command every broken bone in your body to be healed. In Jesus' mighty name, every organ be strengthened and function properly in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Lord, I pray you'd even grow back new teeth in his mouth. For you created teeth. You created John. You are the creator, Lord. Do it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Thank you, you all, for watching online. And we'll uh, be sure to watch some archives. And we'll be back at the same place, same station, next Sunday. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. God is so awesome. What an opportunity to reach out to the world. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Now, um, hey, we want to thank every, everyone for the donations of the food and the money that you all have. Give yourselves a hand because that is so awesome. That is the love of Jesus in action. Amen. All right. Also, uh, birthday celebration for Jesus is this Saturday. Who's planning on attending? All right, praise God. Um, those of you who want to do a special uh, practice will be Thursday and Friday, beginning at 5.30. We're, uh, Scott's heading that up, and we're having two nights just to, for some flexibility. All right? If you can't make Thursday, come Friday. You can't make Friday, come Thursday. 5.30. If you have any questions about that, see Brother Scott over there. Um, and if you plan on attending, Elizabeth put a sign-up sheet on the information to information booth. So go and sign up if you plan on coming this Saturday at 6 p.m., all right? There's not going to be a meal, but uh, we're going to have finger foods. We're going to have cake and all that. So if you plan to attend, bring some finger foods, all right? Say finger foods. Finger all right, we won't eat your finger, I promise, all right? All right, bad joke. Um, 
Also, we're going to decorate the tree. Uh, we want to thank Doug and Sharon Siren for bringing a tree. We're putting one in the lobby this year. Give them a hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. They are awesome. It's a wonderful looking tree. What's up? Oh, Terry. Is he watching? Well, in... So, all right, you turn it back on. All right, let's pray for Terry. Put your hand over there, all right? Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we send your healing power through Terry's body. Whatever is going on in his, in his body, we know it's not the will of God. And we command it to go in Jesus' name right now. And Lord, that every organ would be healed, would function properly. Strength would come into every part of his body in Jesus' mighty name. And you know what? I've seen another one here. Actually, I wrote it down earlier. Thank you for doing that. We pray for Jeanette's mom. Jeanette is a lady who has been visiting our chat room, watching online a lot. She's from Springfield, Missouri. Sweet lady. So Jeanette's mom is getting a needle biopsy. In the name of Jesus, we pray for Jeanette's mom. We command every lump to be dissolved in the name of Jesus right now. We just, yes, we call forth that good report. Whatever's going on in her body, go in Jesus' name and be healed. And we do pray for Tina, Jeanette's friend. For salvation, Lord, send laborers into Tina's path. And this, I guess, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, set her free from every bondage of her past. Those soul ties that she had from that coven, we break them off in the name of Jesus right now. Right now. God, do a mighty work in her life in Jesus' name. All right, God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, people are more important than giving announcements. Amen? Amen. All right, church volunteers are needed. And last but not least, no Wednesday service through December. The next three Wednesdays, we just canceled for, um, for the winter holiday. So enjoy family time. We will see you next Saturday at the party or Sunday. God bless you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.